I'm Courtney. I'm Allison. And we're Courtney and Allison, and this is the Double X Files, a podcast that's sometimes about the X Files today. Allison, <laughs> it's about Nevada and all the wonders within her. Nevada is a great book by Imogen Binney, and I really recommend it. Nevada is a really bad state. In fact, I'd say it's the top ten worst states. Did you say Nevada? Yeah. <laughs> My favorite state is Nirvana. <laughs> I love their music. The band was pretty good, too. <laughs> uh, I That's a good question. What's your, what's your least favorite American state? Let's call them out. Hey, let's call them out. Let's just call them out. Mine? Probably Utah. <laughs> Ooh, that is a very bad yeah, state. It's a bad state. I always... Okay, I... I say Utah because I experienced, I almost was killed in a tornado in Utah, but I also say Nevada because I was almost killed from, like, I'm going to say vitamin deficiency (laughs) when I, we were going to Death Valley and we were staying in Beatty, Nevada, and they had a restaurant that sold um, chili dogs, Mm -hmm. and um, that's it for groceries, so we lived on chili dogs for a week. Oh, I <laughs> thought I got... you were saying Utah because of all the Mormons. Oh, what? <laughs> I mean, that too. <laughs> Wink. Uh, I guess Delaware, because what's the point what? of it? Fuck you. <laughs> what? Allison. What's, why is it there? Delaware? It's, a ju- it's the jewel. <laughs> the jewel of New England. That's what they call Delaware. Okay, what about Wyoming? I love Wyoming. Sounds like shit. What? (laughs) (laughs) Wyoming has the Devil's Tower. You know, the one in in the Space Odyssey. Okay. That is made out of mashed potatoes. Mm Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm Mm-hmm. Try again. Um. (laughs) You picked two wrong answers. (laughs) (laughs) But what? What about Idaho? Sounds like a piece of shit. Yeah, Idaho is a piece of (laughs) shit. I, I drove through Idaho as a kid, and we stopped at a restaurant for, like, breakfast, and there was no potatoes on the menu, and I, I rioted. <laughs> I fucking flipped the table. I was like, what? In my Idaho? In my private Idaho? Uh, only potatoes. <laughs> now, I will say there is a town in northern Idaho named Good Grief. Really? Yeah. Oh, well, that... That's excellent. That's excellent. That's, so I guess Idaho, Idaho can't be is the very worst good. State. It can't be the worst. Um, state. Okay, let me see if I can name one single more state. <laughs> <laughs> Do it. You know what? Rhode Island. I love Rhode Island. But it's full of rich people. No, you're thinking Massachusetts. Okay, Massachusetts <laughs> is the worst state. Yeah, fuck you. <laughs> What's it ever going to end any other way? Cape Cod can go fuck itself. <laughs> um, New Hampshire is pretty, pretty bad too. Pretty, if I do, pretty iffy. <laughs> if I do say so myself, you know. Anyway, normally I would say Arkansas, but I've come to see the benefits of Arkansas. Have you? Which are, uh, what I I work with Arkansas sometimes. Oh yeah, that's right. And um, Northern Arkansas has a really great, uh, really cool Latinx theater group. 
Okay, they're so, they're on our good list. They're now. on our good list. Arkansas is on our good list because of them. <laughs> New Hampshire, it's time to up your game. Yeah. Okay, we are talking about Dreamland. Unfortunate. Uh, episode four of season six. Of season six. <laughs> do you want to do that uh, Netflix description for us? God, you know I do. Alice, <laughs> do you? Mm-hmm. Okay. Space Guts, I'm going to fill you in on a little secret. My guts are fucking twisting themselves up right now over this here period. <laughs> and my guts? Me too. It feels uh, very bad. <laughs> Season 6, Episode 4, Dreamland, Part 1. Mulder and Scully's lives are profoundly altered after witnessing, 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 wet nursing. <laughs> Mulder and Scully's lives are profoundly altered after wet nursing the flight of a mysterious craft at the infamous Area Fifty One. The craft was born too soon; it, it lost its mother. So they had to wet nurse. They it. had to wet nurse it. <laughs> When I found out what a wet nurse did as, like, a grade, like, someone in grade six, I was floored. What do they do? What do you mean? Well, I assume it has something to do with, with things that are wet. Yeah, they make, they make wet from their bosom. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they, if you, um, are rich and your boobs are too precious for a baby, uh, or you're not making enough milk or you have an orphan baby, or you didn't give birth to a baby, but now you have babies. Uh, you hire someone, um, and in history, they weren't paid very much to nurse. God, I really um, wish in all these years we could have thought up a better name. Wet nurse? Than wet nurse. It's not even descriptive of what they do, really. So when, when you're hiring for one, do you just test how wet they are? Gross, <laughs> Courtney! In their boobs! <laughs> wet in their boobs, Alice. Oh, okay. Well, that's fine then. That's the technical term. God. Okay. I don't want to talk about this episode. We're already X-Files. at loggerheads. <laughs> this Allison. episode was about how women um, can be lots of different things in their lifetimes, which is great. Women can be shrill. Uh-huh. Uh, women can be horrid. Uh-huh. Uh, women can want to have a family. Yes. Um, and women, that's bad? Yeah, bad. and that's okay. bad. Um, women can be just idiots uh-huh. um, who will believe anything you tell them. Yes. Um, so when Chris Carter says trust no one, it's specifically trust, do not trust this one gender. Uh, it is the horse. Yeah. Women can't live with them. Can't. Write about them as realistic people, because to him they're not. We met this man. We met Chris. You met him. I met Chris Carter. I bailed. Oh, boy. For this reason exactly. Yeah, it was really bad. Okay, this episode was bad. We're going to try to get through it. Mulder and Scully are in a car. They're uh-huh. in Nirvana. <laughs> which is all we're ever which calling is, it again. Which is the second worst state after <laughs> Massachusetts. <laughs> They're in a car, they're in Nirvana. Um, no, say it right. Nirvana. Okay, thank you. <laughs> um, and Scully's like, hey, do you ever think about what it'd be like to have, like, a normal life with, like, a wife and kids and not on driving on a car in Nirvana all the time? And Mulder's like, sounds bad. 
And Scully's like, yeah, I guess so. Oh, uh, Al- Allison, this this idea of like mm, Scully wants a quote unquote normal life, like to se- she wants to settle down. Yeah, because she's a woman, and that's what they want. Okay, I'm not saying it's bad to settle down and have kids. It's not something that I choose personally, uh-huh. nor it's you. Also, same. Um, but the fact that I don't know, it comes off as weird. Any woman can choose to settle down and have kids and get married. That's their choice. But the big problem is, why is your only female character, like, the one who is, yeah. quote-unquote, forcing Moeller to settle down? It's like, it's when when you, this episode takes it as a given that that is what all women want, and yes. that's not true. So anytime that you, you know, kind of give a big old blanket statement, yes, um, it's not really helpful. You know what I like to think about is when I think about a blanket statement, Mm -hmm. I think about, you know, when you like have a big blanket, right? Yes. I love big blankets. And you just kind of like get underneath it. Yep. And then you tuck yourself in on all sides. Yes. I like that a lot. (laughs) (laughs) Did you just want to talk about blanket forts? Yes. That's what my dog does. Hey, Pepper Jack, he loves blankets so much. He goes under and what he does is he steps on one corner of it and then he turns himself Mm -hmm, around. mm -hmm. So he ties himself up in a little bindle. That's really cute. And, and he just stays like that forever. Can I tell you what I love about summer? What? Mornings. Why? I like the mornings of summer when you're in your bed and there's like a little breeze because you've had the window open all night. It's nice and cool. And the blankets are just, they're so soft. You never want to get out of bed. I don't like the morning because in the morning when we have the windows open at three o'clock in the morning, the crows come. Oh yeah, because you live here in the hell dimension. (laughs) And they scream. I don't have that problem. They're so upset at something. (laughs) What? I don't know. My comfort? Probably. (laughs) So we have to get up at three o'clock to shut the windows and then it's stifling in here. The crows, my dude. Uh, anyway. Mulder and Scully, they're in the car in Nirvana. Yes. Scully wants to know what it'd be like to settle down. Mulder says bad. She's like, yeah, probably. Um, there you have an informant. And this, sorry, this whole episode is confirming that Mulder is correct. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that wife's is bad. That wife's is bad. Children's is bad. Well, the male ones are fine. The male ones are fine. <laughs> The women children? The women folk? Not so good. Bad at any age. <laughs> Horrid even. <laughs> Repulsive. Boy. And you, they, you, a man, hate you. You hate, and you're just trying to do your best? You're just trying to do your best. You're, they just you, scream. You're a white man and you have it so hard and you're just trying to do your best. They scream like the crow is outside. <laughs> Why? Your comfort. <laughs> So it's been a while since we've had an episode like this. That was so misogynistic. Yeah. God. Straight up. Anyways. I would say it was going to be refreshing, but no, it's not. Just to give you, like, some inkling of the plot Mulder and Scully are in Nirvana. (laughs) (laughs) They're driving in Nirvana. We've said that three times. And okay. I'll stop until I can go. Go. Let's go. Let's do it. They're in Nirvana. <laughs> They're in Nirvana. They're driving. They're driving. They have an informant. Where? <laughs> Nirvana. Thank you. 
They have an informant inside Area 51. You know, where is that located? Where the aliens live where? in Nevada. Thank you. This is the stupidest Avin Costello pit <laughs> ever. I love it. Okay. Okay. So they're trying to meet this informant in the middle of the night. Yeah. And um, they, get, they, they get stopped by a bunch of people from Area 51, which yeah. again is in Nervada. Uh-huh. Um, and one of the people is the mayor from Buffy. He's like, gosh, typecast as that sleazy. That sleazo. Sleazomatic, yes. Yeah. Okay. Um, and he's like, hey, there's no aliens here. Soft flying saucers, don't worry about it. None exists. And then a big Dorito comes. And then a big Dorito flies over and it's like, whoa. Damn. Damn. Did anyone see that? And Mulder's looking around. Hey, I got my proof. Ha ha ha. And he takes his wiener out and is like, look at this. And then no one notices the Dorito or his wiener. Yeah. Mm. It's Cool Ranch, but no one knows that. No one knows it. Um, And then the Dorito's gone and everyone's like, we're all fine. But Mulder's like, I'm not fine because he's done a body swap. <laughs> Now let's let's dissect the body swap. Yeah, because as you know, this is my favorite trope. It is your favorite trope. Do you um, have a good example of a body swap done correctly in multimedia? Oh, body swaps done right. Yeah, body swaps done right. Body swaps done right. I can't think of one. What do you think of the Buffy one? I did like the Buffy one. Yeah. That's the one, the first one that I remember that was funny to me personally. Yeah, I think the Buff Buffy one was a good example. But just, I just enjoy it because I like, usually you get to see actors kind of stretch their chops a little bit. Another one, Two Guys and a Girl in Pete's Place. Yeah. They had a Halloween special. That was good. And Berg was a lady. <laughs> and he touched his boobs a lot. Which, in retrospect, probably wasn't a great episode for me now, but... <laughs> Yeah. It's probably also a very misogynistic episode. Yeah. Why do body swaps always turn into that? Just because people have a stupid, like, binary obsessive view of gender, I think. And boobs. And boobs. They're not great. I got a boob problem. Can I tell you about my boob problem? Sure. So, um... As many people with boobs can tell you, we got hair. Sometimes hairs come out uh-huh. somewhere, places. And on the very tippy top of my areola, just a little hair is peeking out. And it's catching on my bra fabric. <laughs> and it's just pulling. And it is the worst possible hair on my body. That's a shame. That's a shame. I cannot wait for it to grow enough to pluck it out. Can I tell you about my boot problem? Yeah. I have them. <laughs> Dang, bro, that is a problem. <laughs> yeah, it's not Can't great. put them away? You gotta put them back. Just got them right on there. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> Buddy. <laughs> you gotta put those away. I'm trying. You trying to take them right off. Trying to like a vest. vest. Yeah, like a vest. Pop those things right off. Like Lego. Give them to someone that wants them. <laughs> Just put them on a table. <laughs> right? Rummage sale. <laughs> That'd be awesome if we were like Barbies and G.I. Joe and we could like pop things, pop body parts off and on to eat ourselves. You know you can't do that with Barbies, right? You can't? I took so many Barbies apart. Are you kidding me? You just cut their boobs off? 
No, that is gross. That's what I thought you were talking about. No, you pop their heads off. Yeah, the heads. And their arms and their torsos. And you just kind of do like a little, little, little Barbie zoo full of parts. And then your parents put you into counseling. <laughs> Didn't that happen to everyone? Um, no. And now you're really into serial killers. Like, you listen to a lot of true crime podcasts. No, I was in counseling for different reasons. <laughs> okay, well, everyone's experiences are different. And those reasons are the teachers in my school thought I was going to become a criminal. <laughs> Did you tell the... Was it a carrot you stole? It was. I'm pretty sure I've told that story Please on the Please tell it again, because I love it. Uh, just that when I was in sixth grade, I um, I kidnapped a stuffed carrot off my teacher's desk, and I, I left a ransom note that said, you can have this back if I never have to do gym again. Um, and that... <laughs> that is the most ingenious... How old were you? Uh, I was sixth grade. grade. So I was like 11 or 12. That's yes. the most ingenious thing for a kid to do. It's so fucking creative and funny. I would have laughed my well, butt off. And he, that teacher thought it was very funny, and yeah. all the other teachers in the school thought it was a big red flag. <laughs> <laughs> and they called my parents in for a big meeting. A big, they, a big carrot meeting. And they said, this child is a bad one. <laughs> You've got some Now, problems. did you take Polaroid pictures of the carrot? No, I no, didn't. No. I just took him. And I said, this is mine now. You can have them back when I don't have to have balls thrown at me constantly. <laughs> That's very good. It it tells me a lot about you. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. The Dorito. The Dorito. It body swaps. It body swaps. And them. now Mulder is a, another ma- white man. Uh-huh. But, th- but he has kids and a wife. And they're... Terrible. And they're horrid. <laughs> Confirming his idea that settling down is for chumps. Mm-hmm. And that don't make him horned at all. Nope. Uh, so he's Morris Fletcher now. A G-man. <laughs> a G-man. Aren't they all G-man? I don't know. What's a G-man? G-man. <laughs> G-man? What's a G-man? Is it government? I guess so. That's lame. Mm-hmm. I guess. But this man that he is now is the kind of man whose job it is to make sto- like bad stories about aliens disappear. Yeah, so he goes to Fletcher's office. Uh-huh. And he has pictures with Saddam Hussein. Uh-huh. With the Reagans. The Reagans. And I think Newt Gingrich? Yeah. And I want to say Newt Gingrich. All bad. Just all bad people. Uh-huh. So he is a bad... But here's the thing, like, in 1998, having a picture with Ronald Reagan... People would be like, ah, he's a cool dude. Right? No. I don't agree. <laughs> well, I know you don't. Okay, good. Because we covered this last episode. Yeah, we did. About how bad the Reagans were. About how he's a literal Nazi. <laughs> uh, about how we want to piss on his grave. Uh-huh. And the grave of his wife. Mm-hmm. Fuck her, too. Fuck her also. Um, So, he a G-man. Mm-hmm. And... He... What's his job? He works at Area 51 in Nevada. To do what? He asked it when a bad thing happens, aliens. Yeah. He asked, he, oh, he a cover-up. He's a cover-up. He does a cover-up. He does a cover-up. He's he puts a cover-up artist. He, he puts a blanket over their head and tucks them in. <laughs> he just does a nice, thick layer of foundation. Mmm, lovely. Um, so here's the deal with, with body swap episodes that are really, really... This one it st- stands out. Mulder is in another man's body. Uh-huh. 
he recognizes he's in another man's body and he probably doesn't want to be in that other man's body, mm-hmm. right? Uh, Mulder doesn't do a great job of, like, panicking or figuring out how to get out. He yeah. just goes right fucking home. He goes to that guy's house. He tries to get in bed with his wife and then thinks better of it. Yeah. And then he watches extremely soft core <laughs> porn all night. Can we talk about this porn? The softest core I've ever seen in my life. There was knee grabbing. Oh, was there knee grabbing? There, they were ki- Hey? They were kissing. They kissed on the mouth. On the mouth? Maybe. Oh. <laughs> Gross. Maybe. Gross. Maybe some tongue. Gross. Tongue on tongue action. Oh, no. And then he falls asleep. And I'm going to say maybe at least three to five hours later, the wife wakes him up. And these two people have just commenced taking off their shirts. That is. They have just popped the top. What did we miss? Now, I know I'm into edging like the any, any Like any red-blooded Canadian. (laughs) But that, three hours to pop a top? That's a lot. That's some fucking sting shit. Unless. Unless? They just take, they just take them genitals out. They just whip them out. And it's all jeans, all t-shirt, just genitals. that's red-blooded Canadian shit. Sometimes it's too cold to fuck, so you just gotta take <laughs> everything like, out. Go whip it out. You gotta take your, you know how you have your long underwear on. Yeah. Take out your genital window. Mm-hmm. Just unbutton it. There they are. Pop those bad boys out. Just mash them together. And just get it done. <laughs> and everyone's roasty toasty. <laughs> You're under a blanket. You're uh-huh. having a great time. You it's actually not have close a hole. You have a hole in the flannel blanket. Uh huh. And then you can stick whatever you want, fingers or devices or phalluses. Whatever you have. Just in between. Pass it back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> now, the flannel shirt, you, the flannel uh, blanket, you do have to burn afterwards. Yeah. Mm. This has been your introduction to Canadian lovemaking. <laughs> 101. <laughs> now, with 102, things are going to get a little bit spicier. With two. Twos. Yeah, because you're going to do number twos. <laughs> in the bed. <laughs> That's how you keep warm on those cold Canadian winter fucking nights. And also, fuel. Fuel. For your furnace. Light a fire with it. Uh Uh-huh. It's a sustainable fuel. It is sustainable. Yep. Your sex poop is a sustainable (laughs) fuel. Space Goodness, didn't we tell you how much we don't want to talk about this episode? <laughs> it's, a lot. it's a lot. It's, it's I really would bad. I would give anything to stop talking about this episode of the X Files and continue talking about how Canadians have sex. Mm-hmm. But we are cursed. So Scully's with mm-hmm. the not Mulder. Yeah, not He's Mulder. a real dink. Okay. And they're acting like, oh, whoa, this guy's a real asshole. He's just acting like Mulder acts all the time. Yeah. Okay. One of the things that that Scully does is she is written in a way that makes her seem like she's overreacting to her other character traits. Mm-hmm. Like what we saw last time with her overreacting, like threatening to kill Jeffy Spender, et cetera, mm-hmm. et cetera. Now it's like Mulder says something sexist. He hits on a secretary, a female secretary, and basically is manipulative towards Scully and also Hurst and, um, or Kirst, not Hurst. And says openly misogynistic things. That's, that's the same. That's Mulder. That's the same Mulder. Mulder does those things. 
He's that's the same. It's not. It. <laughs> I don't get why. I don't get why Scully is suddenly like this is weird. Yeah, because Muller before has kind of uh, like apologized. Well, not necessarily apologized, but like done things like, no, Scully, we need to stay off of this for now because I have a newer and better and different plan that I'm not going to make you a part of. Yeah, exactly. So I don't know why this is anything different. It really doesn't seem that different from his regular behavior. Also, he says, get me a pack of Morley's, and she says, you don't smoke. And he says, don't be a Nazi about it, which after last episode is, like, a lot. It's a lot. Um, I want to talk... About my favorite background boy. Okay. Because he doesn't talk. Oh, no, sorry. My second favorite background boy. A man in a rock. Oh, a man in a rock. He's just in there. He's in the rock. He's twitching. He's not hungry anymore. He doesn't have a stomach. No. He just has limestone. He doesn't poop either. Just talks. Well, how is he going to keep warm then? Does he have sustainable fuel? Oh, that's true. He's not in Canada. He's in Nirvana. Nirvana. Uh-huh. So while Mulder's watching extremely softcore porn, yes, um, there's been a t- n- the Dorito crashed. Did the Dorito crash? Yo, hmm? was it a Dorito or was it another plane? Maybe it's another plane. I don't know. Okay. But it was a plane with two, two pilots, two human pilots, and one is there and he's alive, and the other one's in a rock. Now, the one in the rock. Can we talk about the one in the rock? Please. Because they, they shoot, like, they shoot another person who's in a floor. Yeah. They just left Rockman alive. They left him just to become part of the X-Men, I guess. <gasps> yes. X-Men rock. Did the X-Men have a rock? Man? Rocksman. Rocksman. X- Mr. Rocksman, at your service. You're going to have to scoot me around. I can't move. I don't have any legs. Just a rock. My name is Mr. Pewter Rocksman, Esquire. Sounds like Peter. Yeah, I got it. But it's a rock. Uh huh. <laughs> you know who'd love this rock, man? What? Brock from Pokemons. Yes, Allison. <laughs> You're correct. Um, and then the, the other guy is just sitting and he keeps saying S.O.D. Yeah, what's S.O.D.? Um, well, I suspected that it means, it means, um, S.O.L. is shit out of luck. Yeah. So I think S.O.D. is shit out of dick. (laughs) That's what Canadians do during their number two. (laughs) (laughs) Or when you're just like, you know, you're in a club and there isn't anyone that you really want to take home. So you're shit out of dick? Shit out of dick. Dang. So, yeah, Mulder wakes up the next morning and his wife's a horrible shrew. Uh, and his, his daughter's a, like, a real goth bitch. Uh, no, let's talk about, let's, her name is Chris? Chris. Chris. She was great. Chris had butterfly clips in her hair. Dang. And that lip smacker gloss, that yeah. high gloss lip smacker. She, no, she was amazing. Don't get me wrong. Ugh. The perspective of the show oh, yeah. was that she was horrid. The number of times she said, I hate you and I want to die. And ugh, and rolled her eyes because she's it a was teen. Too, it was too many. It was too many. Too many times she said those things. It's like Chris Carter has never interacted with a human female child. Or he has a wife and kids, oh. and he fucking hates them. Oh my god. Is the other possibility based on this episode. 
One of the things I don't understand about a heterosexual relationships who they get married is that idea of like, oh, she's got you trapped, huh? The old ball and chain. Because a lot of people in my husband's work are getting married and whenever they, the male person who a part of the marriage says uh, something like they're getting married, the, another male in the office says, oh, buddy, I'm so sorry. And they're also married? Like, everyone's married. Yeah, and, like, isn't that, like, a nice thing to have a companion for the rest of your life that you love and care for and is, like, your best friend? That seems uh, pretty cool to me. It, it's almost as if, like, they're unhappy, so why get married? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and they say gays are destroying the institution of marriage. <laughs> Guess what? It's not us. The streets are like, no, we like it bad. Don't ruin it. <laughs> How dare you introduce caring want, and love? We want to be unhappy and hate our children and regret everything. How dare you be love? Love. They don't want us to uh, ruin marriage because uh, marriage helps support the marginalization of women. Yep. That's not a joke. That's just true. No, that's, <laughs> that's just a true thing about the world. <laughs> oh boy oh boy dang oh, so many hot takes by the way yep. and they're it's too hot so little time so many hot takes a little time yeah we did too, no, too many number twos in here and <laughs> too it's too hot in here <laughs> it's roasty toasty okay Muller mm-hmm. does a duck soup yeah, he does do a duck soup in front of the mirror. And you know what? When a comedy, when a comedy genius such as Harpo Marx does a duck soup in the mirror, it's very good. Mm-hmm. It's funny. It's good. Lucille Ball did a duck soup. It was great. I loved it. It was one of those moments in my childhood that, like, I wanted to do clowning, etc., etc. Mm-hmm. David Duchovny and this other white man doing it it wasn't funny no it wasn't good they weren't particularly skilled at it it was just weird it was a reference to duck soup Uh uh-huh it occurred and we watched it (laughs) that's the nicest thing i can say it beamed straight into our eyeballs (laughs) and i don't feel great about it anyway Mulder goes to william morris no morris fletcher's job yeah and they not william morris no um they uh oh boy (laughs) they talk to the pilot that's not a rock man uh that's not pewter rocksman did they just leave the rockman out there pewter Uh uh-huh i'm not sure it was never (laughs) how is he gonna live his life i don't know oh boy um so they find that this pilot is now speaking hopi yeah uh and they say that he has no known foreign language skills (laughs) Uh, guess what, dude? Well, that's why he's speaking Hopi, because it's not a foreign language. Uh, nope. Um, they also have found a... I don't know how they found her. Mm-hmm. A Hopi elder who, um, sh- she's in a little tank right next to the other guy, <laughs> and when the general comes, she salutes. Mm-hmm. And they're like, what's this thing? Because now, now the soldier is her in her, and she's her, in the soldier. In now I want to see her story. Yeah, because she seems dope. She seems like she's gonna fucking 
like climb the corporate ladder, the military industrial complex and be like a fucking general and put all these boys to shame. I would love that. Dang. Um, so now they're like confirmed body swap. Oh, it happened. Why? I don't know. It's mm-hmm. a phenomenon. A phenomenon. And Mulder leaves his horrid children <laughs> and horrid wife and goes to a gas station. Uh huh. And buys sunflower seeds. Yes. Because that's his that's only. That's what he likes. Only long standing standing characterization that we can conceive of. Mm-hmm. And then. He makes a call to Scully, uh-huh. right? And he's what? like, it's me, Mulder. And she's like, no, it's not. Mulder is standing right here playing golf games on his computer. Like he usually does. Yeah, he touched me on the butt and talked about my panties to me. And that's not any different than any other time. <laughs> I've already talked about HR. Uh, I've already talked to HR like five times about him. They just added my new complaint to the stack. <laughs> the large stack. <laughs> He calls Scully, and he's trying to say, Scully, that person over over yonder, the person who's sexist and talks to you in a bad way, that's not me. It ain't me. Even though I do those same things to you personally. Uh-huh. Uh, I haven't touched your butt before, but that don't mean I wouldn't in the future. Uh-huh. And she has a hard time believing him, which is also kind of weird, because Scully's so used to weird things. And also, she's so quick to point out that the molder that she has in front of her is acting weird. Which she isn't. Which he isn't. <laughs> That's true. Mm-hmm. After Mulder leaves, an uh, earthquake happens. An earthquake happens at the convenience store. Now, is this a spaceship that is, like, going over? Like, what's happening? It's some sort of rip in the time-space continuum. A rip. Continuum? A fart, if you will. A a time-space fart? A time-space fart. Okay. Um, And we know because a big wind picks up and six tumbleweeds go by. (laughs) I counted them. Six. I was driving through Utah and I saw, or was it Arizona? Anyway, I saw my first wild, in the wild tumbleweed and it was so fucking exciting to me. Awesome. They were, they're dope. But I've heard that this year the tumbleweeds are really bad. They're so bad that they're like piling up against people's houses. Like wow. and they're they're like over top going over top of the houses. It's nuts. Sort of like a Katamari Damacy situation. Only the reverse. The balls are rolling you. <laughs> the tumbleweeds they're connect they're collecting you and rolling you up. How do you like it? I like it okay, Yakos Runoff. <laughs> Uh, so this... Wait, wait. In Arizona, oh. weeds tumble you. Okay, they're in Nevada. Okay, sorry. Um, the, okay, so The floor man, the floor the man. The floor man, there's the, the earthquake that happens. The earthquake and then happens. Mulder has to go back with all of the other men. Yes. And they go into the store and they see that the man is now... Half, half a floor. Half a floor man. Now, again, we did see a rock man. Yes. And the rock man was not okay. Uh-huh. And this floor man, he's, I guess, a little bit more okay? Yeah, and Mulder's like, well, we gotta get him out of here. And they're like, no, and they shoot him. And they shoot him. So floor man is no more. Rock man is still out there, though. Mm-hmm. Doing his thing. I don't know what he's doing. Hanging out with wolverines. I guess so. <laughs> Um, they go back to the, uh, Area 51 office. Yep. And they're saying that, 
gosh, this space-time continuum farts, they're happening all over, and we don't know what's causing them, but um, we've got to figure out the cause and we've got to stop them because, you know, things are going very bad, and one of the men take take off, like, a blanket on top of a tank, and it's a half a Gila monster and his head is a rock. It's pretty good. It's a little wiggle monster. This is the only good thing about this the episode. Little, the little rock lizard? Uh-huh. I love him. He's wonderful. He's going to eat some crickets. <laughs> he can't eat of the How? crickets. We don't know. We don't know. Um, so they're concerned, and they even said that, well, that explains what happens with the weird exchange between us and Skelly and Mulder, because they think that the Dorito caused some sort of space-time continuum. Yeah. And they're like, well, it didn't affect us. And Mulder Fletcher is like, oh, I don't know. Oh, maybe it did because I'm not me. Yes. Mulder realizes he has to get in contact with Scully. Yeah, and he's already called her on the phone. And so he goes back to Fletcher's house. Yeah. And his wife of, hey, she's very irate. Uh Uh-huh. Still. I didn't think someone could be so irate for so long. Mm-hmm. It'd be so tiring. Well, here's the thing. She's not a real person. Oh, she isn't. Oh, she isn't. She's a cardboard replica uh-huh. of what men think women are. With a little dial that they've drawn on it, and it has three settings, and yeah. it's like irate and horny and stupid. <laughs> That's... That's my three settings, really. <laughs> That's all I have. I mean, inside fair. Me. That's all I have. So she confronts Fletcher Mulder uh-huh. and says, "Like, who's Scully? You mentioned their name, her name in your sleep." And he's like, "Scully's not a woman." Wink. There's lots about my job. I can't tell you. And she's like, "Not this time, Buster." And he's like, "Well, I guess I've just not been myself lately." And she's like, "Well, maybe we should get you some horny pills." <laughs> oh, your dick don't work. So she, like, on a dime, goes from being, like, an irate, like, caricature of a harpy to being, like, oh, maybe we can make it work. If your dick worked, then we'll be fine. Because our relationship relies on a working dick. (laughs) As every heterosexual relationship relies on. Wink! God, that must be wild. Huh? A working dick? (laughs) A working dick? Yeah, man. I mean, I haven't found one yet. <laughs> oh, buddy. Okay. The the horniness. Uh-huh. And then... And then there's a knock at the door. Yes. And it's Scully. She says, I'm Dana Scully. And the harpy is like... <gasps> she goes, Super Saiyan. She goes, Super Saiyan. She's like, you lied and you cheated. Blah, 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 blah. Oh. I'm tired about of fictional women just being the worst. Uh-huh. Written written by a but just a room full of men. Speaking of men writing women, let's talk about Scully's lunches. Oh no. So Mulder takes Scully outside. No. He's like, you got he does this, the- Hey, let, let's talk this is the most offensive part to <laughs> me. A person who eats lunch. A person who eats lunch. This is the most offensive part to me. Go he, do it. He pulls her out and he does the whole, like, here's how you know it's me thing, where he's like, uh, you know, this is your mom's name and your brother's name and he hates me and here's how I know that, here's how you can know that it's really yeah. me. And he's like, lately for lunch you've been having a cup of Greek yogurt. 
with bee pollen. Even though I tell you, you should know better than to have bee pollen because you're a scientist. Even though I mansplain you about your bee pollen. Who eats a cup of yogurt? One cup of yogurt for for lunch. Uh, like, I get it if you, like, forgot lunch, you have, like, a spare cup of yogurt in the fridge, but, not... like, I never plan to eat lunch, and I just scrape together whatever I can. It's, and it's never the same thing twice. It's not just a yogurt. So if you plan to just have a yogurt cup for lunch, like, you must be having, like, a double dog bref- breakfast. Oh, I don't know. It's that, it's the yogurt, it's big yogurt, man. Big yogurt. You know how big yogurt, they gotta get them women, and they're like, hey, women, do you... Are you having trouble with your poops? Eat a yogurt. It makes your tummy happy and your poops mm, happy. Huge gurt has got a yep. grip on all of us. It does. <laughs> all genders, be aware. Be careful about the gurt. <laughs> the girl getcha. Except for Gogurt. Yeah, that's cool. Gogurt's totally tubular. <laughs> and that's how, does Scully kind of, oh no, Scully doesn't kind of connect. No, she she's thinking? still like not into it. And no. then he's like, I'm going to get you proof. And then he goes to the lab and he gets the flight recorder. And so she, she gets him, but really Fletcher mm-hmm. sets Mulder up. Yeah. Cause she to, goes to meet him in the, in a AM PM, uh-huh. which they don't have near area 51. I promise you, as, as said, there is like one restaurant around area 51 <laughs> and it sells court, it sells chili dogs, yeah. but it does also have a actual dog that lives in the restaurant oh. and he sits on one of the stools nice. he's that really, really cute um and then the men the men come and get the g-men get him come and get molder and they're then like hey or something I don't and know. then it's to be continued scully's there and then she's not there anymore no she's there she just backs off i think yeah because it's i think fletcher kind of set him up so here yeah this episode <sighs> is just like yet another one of those episodes where it's like god you know what's the fucking worst thing on earth fucking women and then you know that part two is going to, there's going to be a conversation between real Mulder and Scully of like, you don't, I don't really want to settle down. That's the wrong answer. I don't care what you want. Let's keep doing what I want. I'm always right. <laughs> That's going to happen. I think there's something really interesting to be said when you look at like our criticism of this episode in context with the previous episode, but I'm really too tired to think about it. Yeah, man. Let's rate this fucker. Okay. I rate on a spooky scale. One is I'm going to have a sleep. Five is I will never sleep. I'm going to rate this a one, or sorry, a point zero zero three because I am sleepy as hell. Yeah, same. Uh, I rate on a rage scale. It goes from one, which means, hey, great up, to uh, the worst episode so far, My Struggle 3 from season 11. Yeah. Uh, and I am going to rate this a seven. Bad. Hated it. Yeah. I'm not looking forward to number two. The only reason it's not an eight is because this episode, like the previous episode, does not have actual Nazis in it. <laughs> and a propaganda way of selling really awful history to no, the No, this American just has people. a propaganda way of selling how awful women are to the American people. Oh, uh, to American men, really. Yep. Um, okay. Allison, do you have a personal X-File for me? I have, yeah. I have a cool story to tell you about. Come and tell us, dude, about the spooky thing that happened to you. Cause we'll never tell you that we don't believe you. Unless we get abducted, we will never leave you. We want to hear about your personal X-File. Let's do that. Let's talk about right it. Right now. So, this is a BBC article. A baby say. A baby say. Mm-hmm. Um, and it is called, I swapped bodies with someone. <gasps> what? 
What if you could experience life in another person's body? A few have done so, discovers Rose Eveleth, and they report profound emotional changes. What? If you could be anybody in the world, who would you be? Wait, let's answer that. If I could be anyone in the world, I would be the Obama's dog. Yeah. Bo, Bo, Bo Obama. I was going to also say a dog. <laughs> I love dogs. They're so good and pure. Mm-hmm. So that's who I would be. I'd be the full house dog. I pr- the Comet? Yeah. Comet's probably dead. Okay, then it'd be Comet 2. Probably Comet 4 by now. <laughs> <laughs> that's fair. Let's be frank. This is usually just a theoretical question. The idea of suddenly taking the form of your neighbor, a celebrity, or even your dog... <gasps> It's yeah. fun to think about, but seemingly impossible to execute. Yet a few people have experienced what it might be like to step into the skin of another person, thanks to an unusual virtual reality device. The first seconds are just overwhelming, says Ricky Francis Wall, a woman who temporarily became a man. It feels weird. You start to feel more and more comfortable in it, and you start to really get the fantasy of how it would be if it were your own body. I get to experience the male gaze, but from opposite. <laughs> Wait, so... Is it that the the two people are wearing virtual... Yeah, I'm going to explain okay. it to you. Okay, yeah, explain it. Well, an actress, a model, and artist was one of the participants in a body-swapping experience at the Be Another Lab, a project developed by a group of artists based in Barcelona. She acquired her new body using a machine called The Machine to Be Another. The setup is relatively simple. Both users don an Oculus Rift virtual reality headset with a camera rig to the top of it. The video from each camera is piped to the other person, so what you see is the exact view of your partner. If she moves her arm, you see it. If you move your arm, she sees it. To get used to seeing another person's body without actually having control of it, participants start by moving their arms and legs very slowly so that the other can follow along. Eventually, this slow, synchronized movement becomes comfortable, and participants really start to feel as though they are living in another person's body. It was so natural, Wall says, laughing, and at the same time, it was so unnatural. That's, I mean, if they're just moving bodies, it really doesn't matter what gender you are, mm-hmm. does it? Yeah. Um, Unless you're, like, slightly taller than the other person. From their specific experience, uh, she swapped with her partner, Philip Bertrand, an artist who works at the Be Another Lab. And, and they, then they fucked. They wound up stripping down to just their underwear. And then they fucked. That would be weird. That would be weird. <laughs> and hot. <laughs> okay, so they're just kind of seeing the perspective of another person. Yeah. Okay. Uh, it says, the idea is that once you've put yourself in another's shoes, quote, you're less likely to think ill of them because your brain has internalized the feelings of being that person. The creators of the machine to be another hope to achieve a similar result. At the end of the body swapping, people feel like hugging each other. It's a really nice way to have this kind of experience and to force empathy onto a person's brain. Or we can Martin short them and we can shrink them down in inner space. Them. Oh, we could big them. Or we could big them. Let's big them. Let's big them up. Yeah? yeah? Not inner space? That's also good, though. I love inner space. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. It's your turn to predict. Anything could happen based on a name. Anything could happen when you're playing the prediction game. Tell me, Courtney, what's it gonna be? A way to dredge up all of your childhood anxiety. My turn. Uh-huh. Okay, so you will be predicting Season 2, Episode 5, Dreamland Part 2. Okay, let's recount the points first. Uh-huh. I got a whole point. Got a whole point. You got zero points. Zero points. Because the last one was not about 
What was I time. said that would be about going to someone's dreams yeah. or them being able to change reality from their subconscious. Nope. Nope. Didn't happen. Body swap instead. Uh-huh. So you can do a prediction based on what we already know about um, part one. I'm going to say at this point, Scully is in on it. She uh-huh. already acknowledges that there is a body swap and she's working. She's going to work behind the scenes to fix things, but then Mulder's going to... She's not actually going to fix things. Mulder's going to pull the final trigger, basically. Okay. Um, so Scully is like... Scully's in on it. A double agent or something. Yeah. You know what I mean? I know what you mean. And then the end, there's going to be another talk about settling down, and Mulder's going to make a real shitty comment about it. I believe you will get a point. <laughs> That's going to be my prediction. Okay, cool. Um, hey, we really like talking to you guys, our, our space cadets. Maybe it doesn't sound like it now, because we are very tired. And we are both very sore. And we are also a little bit full of feminist rage. Yeah. Um, but we do, we really love having you guys as an audience. You're awesome. And um, if you want to reach out to us and, and let us know your thoughts about the podcast or um, misogyny <laughs> or... Or these bad X-Files episodes. It, or how you keep warm in your bed when you're fucking in the Canadian winter. <laughs> um, you can email us at doublexfilespodcast at gmail.com. That's double spelled out. D-O-U-B-L-E. You can find us on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook at Double X Files and Tumblr at Fuck Yeah, Double X Files. And one thing that would really help us out is if you wrote us a review on your podcast app of choice. Yeah, man. We haven't um, had we haven't had a new review in a bit, so it would help with our uh, the algorithms mm-hmm. if we got an extra one or two or f- seven. And um, we've been, you know, we've been doing this for three years, so that's a lot of content we've been Dang, that's just a lot of content. It's just so much content. It's a lot of content. Mm, mm. Baby, check out these long episodes. <laughs> um, that sh- They're an hour, but should have been edited down to 30 minutes at least. <laughs> People like our banter. Okay. Uh, and, um... As always, we're a part of the Major Cast Network, who we love because they're so wonderful. Yeah. What's your favorite uh, Major Cast Network podcast? Uh, Right now, it's this one. Hello, listener. Do you like a scare, a jump, a fright? How about Maine? How do you feel about Maine? If any of those words made your heart skip a beat, then I've got a podcast for you. King Me is a monthly Stephen King podcast where I, Tom Lockney, and a guest watch through a theatrical adaption of a work by everyone's favorite Northeastern author and talk about it with a little help from the source material. So, if you're feeling particularly brave, join me on my descent into terror on the Major Casts Network or wherever you find podcasts. I like that one, too. Pretty good. Yeah. I think that's it, bud. I think that's all we got. Gosh. It's all the podcast juice we've got in our tanks. I thought you were going to say taints. Also that. <laughs> also that. I got to go squeeze out my taints to uh, get all this podcast. get all this podcast juice out. Okay. Until next time. The, the truth, truth is out there. there. Wink. Thanks for listening to the Major Casts Network. Stay fun, stay nasty, and stay major.